Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Souls. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Community Studios. Wolf, you missed it. Uh, I, I meant to bring this up last break. Now they've actually switched to football, but this is how you know it's basketball season, right? Thursday night football last night. We got the TVs on some of the national sports networks. Okay, Thursday night football. Pretty exciting game if you're not a fan of either team, I would yeah. say. 76 points. You're going into a football weekend. You got college football coming up tomorrow. What were they talking about? Who's to blame for the Lakers 0-2 start? <laughs> Who cares? I did not see that. I did not see that coming right there. That's beautiful. That's Bob. what it was. Well, well that. played by you. Uh, unfortunately, that's just the reality. All right, the Cardinals get the win last night, but I want to get into something that uh, they are talking about with that game nationally, and I really want to get your thoughts on uh, on how big of a deal this is. Kyler Murray coming to the sidelines, and it was another frustrating moment. They couldn't get a play in. They had to burn a timeout. Kyler comes to the sidelines and is uh, is yelling. At at Cliff. In fact, here's the play-by-play of it. And a timeout called by the Cardinals because the play clock was winding down. That's their last timeout. Kyler Murray caught on camera. He is screaming at the sideline and I don't know who that was directed at. It looks like it's Cliff Kingsbury. In fact, Kyler is still yelling at Cliff. D-Hop and Sean Jefferson have to step in a little bit. Diop now puts his arm around Murray. Again, don't know if he's yelling at Cliff or about something he sees out there. You know, once again, even if it is, this is what happens in a game. It does. I cannot tell you how many times I've yelled at a coach, even a head coach. So, you know, once again, you've got a play caller and a quarterback. They've got a relationship together. There's going to be a lot of yelling that goes on. Trust me on that one. That's so true right there. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is, but you know what? Whoever said that is so true. It, it, he's so right. Oh, this is a new one. Um, you know, it is. It's the truth right now. Yelling happens on a football field. You can't even believe. I, I, I love to see the intensity from Kyler. I love it. Now, direct that intensity somewhere else. The one thing you cannot do, and this is something that Kyler Murray hopefully is going to continue to learn, he's not a finished product. He's not. Yes, you gave him $230 million, but he's not a finished product. He's got to continue to develop and mature as a man and as a player. The one thing you cannot do is be disrespectful to your head coach. You can't do it. And that's the one thing he's going to learn. For me, does it happen? You better believe it happens. Jaw to jaw. I've been there with head coaches. I've been there with my position coach as well. Jaw to jaw. And right now, you got to remember as well that complicating all of this is the fact that Cliff is the play caller. Yeah. And a quarterback and a play caller have a very tight relationship. It's more of peers than it is anything else. That's a great point to bring up. And and Cliff has brought this up in the past. I don't know if it was on our show last year or if it was just something he said. Uh, but he he essentially said, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he essentially said, yeah, we kind of have almost like a, a peer relationship, talking about him and Kyler Murray. If that's their relationship, and look, Cliff didn't seem like bothered by it, and Kyler got calmed down by DeAndre Hopkins. Good thing D-Hop came back last night. And they proceeded to go out there and win the game. So it's, it's, not, it's not like they were getting into it and 
and they didn't speak the rest of the game, and then we're hearing a speech about how it's internal after the game, and they lost by 32 points to the Saints. They came back and won the game, and everything I would say seems fine, if that is their relationship, and that's just kind of how they communicate. What I would say, though, is if you're Kyler Murray, and maybe it's not fair to even ask it in that exact moment, in the heat of the moment, but, man, like, people nationally are calling for your head coach's job, and this is national television, and you're coming over, and whether you're trying to show him up or not in that moment, it kind of looks like you are. And it kind of, I mean, we're seeing it. Look, right there. It's right on, I don't even have to look. It's on the first TV I point sure, to nationally talking about how those two got into it last night, and I can't hear what they're saying, but I guarantee you it's some sort of, hey, Cliff's losing his team. Look, even his quarterback's mad at him. It was a 10-second snapshot, but it was in front of a national audience. Yeah, you know, once again, do I like to see a little angst coming from a quarterback? Yeah. I do. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so conditioned to seeing it from football players. And players in between those white lines, man, <laughs> there's a lot of yelling that goes on. There's a lot of yelling. And that yelling happens a lot of the time on the sideline. And it's to me, it's like music. I, I hear <laughs> I hear music when guys are screaming at each other. Well, they're two and it's four. So they should, they it's should so, be frustrated. That's right, Luke. It's so common, though. So, you know, I kind of giggle when I think, oh, boy, you know, every, look at it, they're screaming at each other. These guys are on the sidelines screaming at each other. Well, you know, that's what happens in a football game. But you have to do it in a respectful kind of way. And that's where Kyler, I thought, no, he's got to do it in a respectful kind of way. He's got to get better at doing that. Hopefully he will. He'll mature and get better because he must. Here's uh, here's Cliff after the game on that exchange. I mean, that was just one of those things on the field. Um, we had a difference of opinion. Here's more from Cliff. Yeah, he, he said I didn't look good on TV um, oh. acting that fiery. So he said, I don't know, this is a Gen Z thing. You're on TV, so calm down. I'm like, I like showing emotion. So. Yeah, you know what? I like that too, Cliff. I love it when Cliff gets jacked up, fired up, ready to go. And this is this is something that where do you go from here? Honestly, you you, you know that I believe Cliff has got to continue to be the alpha in that locker room, right? The alpha. He's got to continue yeah, to be. You have to be. There's there's just that's that's the hierarchy. How are you going to command 53 guys if they all look and say, well, actually, this guy's running the show. It's not even the coach. This is just me. And I could be dead wrong on this, Space and Onions. This is just me. I'd love to see Cliff take that next step where he just says, you know what? Maybe we'll give play calling up to somebody else. Just step back for a couple of games. Get that just separation. Like. Get that separation. Because right now, Kyler and Cliff are one. That's what they are. Step back. Become the head coach. Get that separation from Kyler. Have the play caller as the go-between. Probably I Spencer Whipple would be the guy. Step back for a couple of games and gain some perspective. Maybe that would actually help Cliff also well, in the long run. And even if he even if he doesn't, maybe Cliff just becomes the head coach of this football team and coaches everybody. I thought I think it was Bickley that said it this morning too of like that would also take Cliff out of the crosshairs for a little bit because I'm still seeing nothing but fire Cliff even after a win last night. Like there is a certain group of people that are not going to be happy no matter what. Yes. And 
you know, look, if you if you are of the group of, okay, Kyler can't be showing that sort of emotion, well, then that's fine, but then don't get mad when it doesn't look like they care if they win or not. Like, to me, Wolf, there is no issue between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. That's a non-issue last night. Other than you do, if you're Kyler, you got to beware of how you're handling it because there's going to be this perception of an issue and everybody's already coming after your coach. But they look, they do, they look like teammates in that exchange. You've got to be respectful. You have to be respectful right now. You do. And um, anytime it doesn't get respectful, um, you know what happens? People start throwing punches for the most part. And I'm talking about player to player. Yeah. Not talking about player to coach. And like that's Draymond what, to Jordan that's Poole. exactly right. People start throwing punches when you start talking like that. You can't do it. You have to be respectful. You want to show emotion? You want to yell? <laughs> have at it. Isn't that right, Gene Stallings? As I'm yelling at Gene. I'll just say this. We can already see it happening. The next time the Cardinals lose a game and there's all these shows nationally, we're seeing it on these TVs that are like, see, Cliff can't win games and this team's falling apart. How many of them are going to reference back to that exchange last night? Which, again, I don't think means anything. But I guarantee you people that don't follow this team close, they're going to be like, see, his quarterback even hates them. Like, they're just... You you just gave them more fuel. Sure. And I get it. Heat of the moment. And at that point, they're losing and you're two and four. You just want to get it corrected within the 30 seconds you have in that timeout. You can never be disrespectful. That's yeah. I'm with you. All right. We come back. It's your turn. What impressed you the most about the Cardinals Thursday night win over the Saints? Do you feel better about this team? It's our listeners only meeting 602-260-9870. It's the Wolf and Luke show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke, presented by 72 Sold, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Alright, 602-260-9870, listeners only meeting here, Wolf following a 42-34 win for the Cardinals. Let's get out to the phones quickly and start with Dave in Peoria. Dave, you're on the Wolf and Luke Show. Hey, good morning, guys. What's I'm up, glad, uh, I'm glad they won last night. I really am. Uh, I'm from St. Louis. I'm old enough to remember when they moved down from Chicago in 1960s. And uh, the only thing about last night's game was the embarrassing moment when Murray approached Coach K on the sidelines. Like I told you off the air, if he would have tried that with Vince Lombardi or Tom Landry, he would have been out of that game and, and gone to Oakland to go play with the, with the athletics. So, but that, that was an embarrassing moment, you know, for me. I think, Dave, thank you very much for the phone call. Um, yeah, I think most uh, most all of us would say, yeah, you wish that did not happen. But um, you know what? Times have changed, man. It's not Vince Lombardi on the sideline. And uh, the game has changed completely. It's not the way that it used to be. Well, I will say this. I said it on Bickley and Murata's show this morning when we did Crosstalk. It, 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 to me, was a reminder of Hard Knocks is coming. Hard Knocks is already here filming stuff. And that might show up in the first episode of Hard Knocks. I don't know. But when it starts airing on November 9th, and I believe the format is it goes until the Cardinals season ends. So it either ends after week 18 or it goes into the playoffs. That relationship between Cliff and Kyler, and this may go back to what you were saying in the offseason, Wolf, is going to get dissected nationally more so than it is now because Hard Knocks always has that behind-the-scenes action access that you don't get anywhere else. That's why that show uh, is so successful. All right, back out to the phones. Aaron in Phoenix. Aaron, what's going on? 
Hey, the bird gang is back. I, I just think uh, what you guys were saying earlier is, I mean, Cliff looks a little hyper-focused on his play sheet. I mean, it looked like last night he was calling in a play and Kyler didn't even have his helmet on. You know, I think stepping back for a couple games and just, you know, maybe not calling the plays would do him a lot of good to get a little bit more of the a feel and flow of the game. But, I mean, I think that's just kind of, you know, just kind of stuck so hyper offensive, you know, getting the plays in. I mean, let's have a wristband and call play number three, and everyone knows it's play three instead of – I think it's just over over uh, complicated right now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thanks, thank sir. you for the phone call, man. Really appreciate it right there. You know, it's it really comes down to the play calling or not playing calling and maybe the perspective that uh, Cliff Kingsbury could gain from stepping back on a temporary basis. It doesn't even have to be a permanent thing. Maybe you just want to step back and see what it does for you in terms of you being able to coach the entire team and game management as well. Maybe it helps. Is the only logic for doing it this week the idea that there's a few extra days to make the switch? Because I could absolutely see if I'm Cliff, you know, he he said to us when when he was on with us on Monday, you know, when you asked him, he's like instantly, yeah, whatever it takes to win. Well, they just won. So I could see Cliff being like, hey, I just got Hopkins back. Let me keep doing this till we lose again. Like, what what is there there harm? And if he's still the play caller against Minnesota and, and if they win that game then the next week or is there a value to specifically because you've got these extra couple days to doing it now yeah you know once again that's for cliff to make that kind of decision steve kime as well and his staff i would say you've got to make that kind of decision for me this is just my opinion i'd like to see him actually step back give himself a little bit of room gain a little perspective and not only that too but a little separation from his quarterback Because, again, as the play caller, that's all it is. The symbiotic relationship that exists between a play caller and a quarterback is undeniable on an NFL team. Step back and be the head coach. Gain some perspective, maybe. Let's go back out to the phones. Scott in Oregon. Scott, you are on the Wolf and Luke Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Happy Victory Friday. Uh, Go Cards. I uh, wanted to just give a shout-out to Kime and Cliff. I know they're... Not many people's favorites right now, but um, I think that a couple of moves made some significant impacts on the game last night. Um, we've got uh, Billy Price starting at center. That was uh, it was great. Uh, Cody Ford getting in there and getting some reps now that he's healthy. That was awesome. And uh, then also Roberto Blankenship uh, nailing that 50 yarder. You know, having the faith in him to hit that 50 yarder that early in the game. I think that just helped ease some nerves and uh, you know set the tone for the game, uh, which continued to get better and better and better. Things to uh, DeAndre Hopkins being back and everything. So yeah, uh, wins definitely heal uh, some wounds. I would like to see Cliff give up play calling to Spencer Whipple. Uh, you know, Coach Sirianni did that uh, last year, and, and they had a lot of success with it. And then lastly, I just want to say that um, I think that, uh, that that explosion between Kyler and Cliff on the sideline, I mean, look at Tom Brady and what he used to do, you know, to his offensive coordinator gurus and stuff like that. I, I think that competitive nature, that fire, I think that's beneficial. So, anyway, that's my thoughts. Go Cards. Have a great weekend, guys. 
Thanks, Scott. Have a great great weekend uh, yourself. You know, it's, it's funny. Rodrigo Blankenship comes in, hits the 50-yarder, and then he hits the next field goal, and I'm like, all right, yeah. got this, and then he missed the extra point. Yeah. It's like, all right, no, okay. can anything just be easy? No, <laughs> like, of course you're, not. You're going to hit the 50-yarder, and you're going to miss the extra point, Rodrigo, but either way. It cannot was, be easy. It was nice to have a kicker that they trusted to run out there, yes. uh, obviously. I mean, and once again, basic stuff. The, the thing that I love, Scott, about the football field is this is a game of emotion. It is. It's not a bunch of guys sitting around playing chess on a chessboard. It's a game of emotion, and the intensity that you can tap into while playing it is I thank God for it. I really do. I thank God that I was able to experience what that was like to walk inside of those white lines and tap into that primal side and that intensity. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And when channeled correctly, but you have to do it. In a respectful way. You have to. And that's where I would advise Kyler. You can't do it that way. And Kyler you got to do it a different way. And just just uh, channel your, your chess emotions when you're talking to your coach. Uh, back out to the phones. Adam in Scottsdale. Adam, what's going on? Uh, hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'm going to say, uh, you know, uh, Ron, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. The way you're... The way you're putting things right now is is sublime, and uh, just to even take it, you know, even a little bit further, my own spin on it would be, you know, I see it as, uh, you know, what happened between Kyler and Cliff needed to happen, and and though it looks like a negative, um, I see it as a positive. I mean, they they were able to take a negative. And, and prevail and, and turn it into a positive and and there's a, there's a, there's like you say Ron there's just there's a great lesson there in, you know in life in general and so I I, I just see it it's, it's beautiful the game was amazing all the plays um, you know the defense with the pick sixes was amazing and so um, yeah that's just what I wanted to share and uh, uh, thank you guys and God bless. Thanks, Adam. We appreciate you, Adam. it, man. Appreciate that right there, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, we're going to get back. Into I don't know that, if it's that. a positive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there, Adam. You, you honestly went a little bit too far right there on that one, my brother. Though I love you, I will tell you. I do think uh, nationally that's going to be treated as a much bigger negative than, you know, again, it's locally. All of us watch the games and we've watched every second and we, you know, most people have, most Cardinals fans have heard the press conferences and you kind of have a sense for Cliff's personality and you kind of have a sense for Kyler's personality. And it just, I think if you are a Cardinals fan, it bothers you less than if you are somebody hosting a TV show in New York today. Oh, by the way, if you win games, have at it, boys. (laughs) Okay. As long as you're winning games, have at it. Uh, Let's do one more. Let's do Ray and Phoenix real quick. Ray, what's going on? Hey, thanks, thanks to you guys for having me on. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, great to see us uh, get a good win. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on is, you know, I know Simmons, Isaiah Simmons' his confidences, you know, uh, been here and there. But, you know, how, how much more confidence do you think that he's going to get as well as Marco Wilson, you know, than making plays? Is You know, our defense has been, you know, good this, this season. And I would imagine, you know, only our confidence is going to continue to grow, not just, you know, um, yeah, they're just going to continue to grow and make plays. So um, I wonder how much that's going to factor in towards the rest of the season and DeAndre Hawkins at, um, coming back, adding fuel to the whole team. So, um, yeah, if you guys could touch on that and how much confidence that, that those two guys could get. And it's just good just to see us make plays, just make plays, get, uh, you know, and score off of those is even better. So thank you guys so much. Big fan of the show. 
Um, thank you, guys. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate the call. And I'll tell you what, Wolf, that was the perfect segue to what we're talking about next segment anyway. So Ray was the right call to take last. I apologize to everybody we couldn't get to. You can text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. But as Ray just asked, we'll answer his question when uh, when we come back because the Cardinals just won a game where 76 points were scored. But can you still say the defense probably won it for them? We're going to get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Let's go! Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, Ray set us up pretty well here for this segment, Wolf, because we were going to talk about the defense anyway, and he asked about two players in particular, so why don't we just start with them? Producer Ray. I like this. Sounds good. Uh, I want to start with Isaiah Simmons. I know I said this at the top of the show, but uh, he has. He's had his fingerprints all over two of these three Cardinals wins this season, and Wolf, I don't know how many times you have said your biggest thing with Isaiah Simmons is, you know, don't don't be a detriment when you're out there uh, at other times, but be out there make some big plays. He's made some big plays. He's made quite a few big plays, actually, in his short career already. Yeah, you know, for me, Luke, once again, um, not to correct you. Oh, boy, here we go. Right, <laughs> not to correct you, my brother. Yeah. But um, honestly, I've always said, Isaiah Simmons, make plays that change games, change the outcomes of games. I, I honestly, I don't care where you line him in the slot, on the edge. He's off the ball. He's in the secondary. He's a safety. I, I don't care where you align him. The new standard for Isaiah Simmons, because of his great athleticism, because of his ability to make plays, is make plays that change the outcome of games, like the Raiders game. <laughs> a situation where once again, um, he he was. Uh, it was a weird situation. It was limited. He didn't have a lot of snaps, yeah. of course, especially in that first half of the Raiders game. And then, of course, he made the play that changed the game for the Arizona Cardinals and allowed them to win the game. That by itself, think about that. Cause, because, I mean, he also made the game-changing play against the Seahawks his rookie year with the interception. That was an overtime of Russell Wilson back when Russell Wilson was good. Yes. So <laughs> right there you have two different examples of where he wasn't playing a lot in the game. That's right. But they trusted him in overtime. Yes. And once again, <laughs> what did he do? He made a play that helped the outcome of that game. That was a huge play at that point in time. The Marco Wilson pick six, that happened first. And then Isaiah Simmons just dropping into a zone room, being available, if you will. And it looked like Cam Thomas actually altered Andy Dalton's ability to throw the ball. He was trying to hit a deep in over the head. I think of Isaiah Simmons, and Cam Thomas is the one, I think if you go back and look at it, that altered the course or the flight path of that ball. And there it was, Isaiah Simmons one-handing it, stabbing it, and then making a play that changed the outcome of that game. Well, you talk about confidence, as our last caller, last segment did for some of these guys. I, I, you know, Steve Keim, I'm guessing, is pretty happy with his defense right now. Not just because of last night. And look, I mean, they gave up 34 points last night. But because of what they have done since week one. And it's mostly 
young guys like the next generation of Cardinals defenders that are making the plays. You mentioned Cam Thomas, you know, getting in, in there and, and interfering with that Andy Dalton pass. Isaiah Simmons, the pick six. Marco Wilson, the pick six. Zayvon Collins once again led the team in tackles. You know, last week you had MyJ Sanders and Thomas and Collins all get their first sacks. And the defense didn't give up any points basically last week. They gave up 20 points. So it's... Um, it, it was the biggest question mark for me coming into the season was the defense. How quickly are these young guys going to develop? They're developing. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Um, listen, you can look at the stats and be really misled on this because the Arizona Cardinals actually had a lead. <laughs> they had a lead, and it was a pretty good lead in this game. And because of that, they went into a soft zone. That's what they did. They basically were like, okay, we're going to give you everything in the front, Andy. We're going to let you complete passes in front of us. The one thing that isn't going to happen is what happened on the first possession where you threw a 53-yard touchdown over our head. That's the one thing we're not going to let you do. So they went into this soft zone. It's one of the reasons why you had Andy Dalton throw for what? 409 yards? 400 yards for Andy Dalton. And four touchdowns, okay? Yes, they've got to play better in the red zone. No doubt about that. But to me, they went into a soft shell in that second half. That gave up an awful lot of yards to the Saints. But look at the score and the final score and whether or not they they played well. And I think ultimately you'd have to say anytime you provide 14 points directly for your offense and that via pick Antonio Hamilton saved another three or even seven. And, and that was, off that the was before the pick sixes and that was a huge play because it looked like play. it was good. I mean, I guess it was kind of a shootout 42 34, but that at that moment, you have to remember the Cardinals offense hadn't gotten going and it looked like, okay, this is going to be a game where you're going to need 40 points to win. And the Cardinals at that point in time didn't look like they were capable of it. That Antonio Hamilton interception was huge. Huge, Luke, because that's a 17 to 21 point swing. When you count the two pick sixes and the fact that you came up with a pick in your own end zone. Yeah, they were getting at least three out of that. They were getting at least three out of that, man. That's a 17 to 21 point swing by the defense alone. Cliff, I want to get this. uh, They won another game, man. I mean, to me, once again, you could say that. And it doesn't matter. Basically, it doesn't matter if you say the defense won that game or the offense. You won the game as a team. Well, the defense played well enough, especially in the last three games. They should have been 3-0 and with the way the defense played. They beat Carolina. They should have beat Philadelphia with the way the defense played, especially against that Eagles offense, the way it's going this year. Sure. And, and they held Seattle to 19 points. So it was it was almost fitting to see the defense just be like, fine, we'll just score. We're winning this game. <laughs> if, we, if we have to... Score points ourselves. We're going to win this game, and they did. Now, Marco Wilson, you <laughs> the, the video, the meme now that it is of of Andy Dalton just looking miserable <laughs> as Marco Wilson, fifty yards behind him, is flying through the air and doing a backflip, is out there, and you got to check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, this is Cliff Kingsbury on the pick six, both from Wilson and then the one from Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, you're not catching either one of those guys once they get rolling. I mean, both of them are four three forties, and um, the one handed pick by Isaiah was awesome. He, he continues to. 
play at a high level and, and get better and better. That's Cliff from the Cardinals Radio Network. And then on the whatever sort of that front flip dive that Marco Wilson pulled off into the end zone. Yeah, that, that was Marco, right? He jumped in. I mean, I think I think he's like a 45, 44-inch vertical. He, he tested out of this world. So when he gets going, he can, he can, really, uh, he can really go. I, I honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. What Marco Wilson, what Marco Wilson did, he took off from the four yard line. Was he, it not the four? He launched into the air. It looked like he was in the dunk competition. Like he was just like, I'm going to jump over a car from the free throw line. That's that's what it looked like. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! I yeah, they made some big plays. Zayvon Collins. Quietly, once again, quietly led the team in tackles. Well, I'll say this too quietly because I don't, I haven't heard this mentioned today. Uh, once again, Vance Joseph's defense goes into a game and you're like, okay, who's the best player on the opposing offense? Oh, it's this guy. Okay, it was Devontae yeah. Adams. Oh, it's Christian McCaffrey. Oh, it's Cooper Cup. It's whoever. And they've, they've minimized them in every game. Right. Alvin Kamara had 49 yards last night. What's your point? That's, I mean, <laughs> Vance has now done there it. There was a lot of fantasy owners out there. We're very happy with Kamara. Now, he had 56 yards receiving. I mean, you're never going to completely shut Alvin Kamara down, but you kept him out of the end zone, and as a running back, he had 49 yards rushing. So this is now how many weeks in a row against Vegas? They held Devontae Adams to 12 yards. Against the Rams, they held Cooper Cup to four catches for 44 yards. Think about how ridiculous that is when you see what Cooper Cup does against everybody else. Uh, McCaffrey, they held to 27 yards rushing, I believe. The Eagles, they shut down A.J. Brown. And Seattle, Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf combined, I believe, for 51 yards. I mean, they go in there with an objective of let's shut this guy or these two guys down, and this defense is doing it now. Now we're talking about six out of seven weeks they've done it. Yeah. So pretty good stuff, Lou. That's, Luke. that's uh, not bad. And that's yeah, I would say that qualifies as the defense winning them a game. Adam Sandler's coming to the Footprint Center on December eleventh. Every time I say that, I picture Vince just turning around in his car wherever he is and driving towards the Footprint Center. Tickets are now on sale, and you can win a pair of tickets now by heading to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. When we come back, all right. Got the win last night. Which players deserve game balls for their performance? We're going to hand them out next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, man, that's the way to fight. That's the way you prepare during the week, and that's the way you play at the end of the, end of the week. Great job. we got to get a game ball. We're giving out game balls with Wolf and Luke. Game ball, game ball. Where's the ball? Where is the ball? You got a ball? You know, that's what we ought to do. We, we ought to get, have a football literally here, get yeah. a football and we'll toss it back and forth. Yeah. And boom. There we go. Give me your game ball. Where's right. your game ball? Oh, no, we don't. And have then it. you toss it to me and then boom, I give mine there's, and then boom. There's a bat in the newsroom. How is there not a football anywhere in this building? We got to get a football in this studio. We were okay? wearing a helmet during the show like a month ago. I know, ago. exactly. All right, we'll get a football. This is kind of, what is this right here? <laughs> <laughs> it's, good, it's good thinking music um, is what it is. Okay, good. All right, uh, we're going to hand out some of the game balls last night. I mean, they scored 42 points. I would imagine there's a few of these to go around. The Cardinals themselves gave away a lot of game balls after the game. I think they ran out of footballs in Did the stadium. Did they really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go first. All right, I'll go first. Then, I, you know, I'm just, uh, well, that's uh, It doesn't yeah. mean I can't give somebody a game no, ball. No, yeah, you, ball, can, right? you can, can sign off on it. Yeah, this isn't just, like fulcrum foot. No, 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 no. no. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'll start with D-Hop. Let's, let's, let's okay. go obvious here. That's good. Let's, let's start with the biggest name. Comes back. Didn't, uh, you know, it wasn't 
it wasn't completely perfect between him and Kyler, but he still had 10 catches for 103 yards. He still was a difference maker. The Saints had no answer for him. And the scary thing with him, Wolf, is probably only going to get better as this uh, season goes on. So for Hopkins, every time he made a catch, it didn't feel like, oh, the Cardinals picked up eight yards. It felt like their entire season was moving forward finally. Yeah, I also have a game ball for DeAndre Hopkins right now. Listen, uh, the tangibles that he brings to the football field are so obvious to anybody that knows the game of football and the intangibles as well. Um, watching D Hop go out there and get targeted 14 times by Kyler Murray. It's the best thing that could happen in the very first football game that DeAndre Hopkins plays in almost a year. <laughs> it's one of the best things that could possibly happen. Um, for him, to, uh, excuse me, not in a year, but you know what I mean. Um, it's, it's been a two long games time. In a year, basically, it's right? been a yeah. long time, basically. Um, for me, it's the best thing that could happen to make everyone remember just how good DeAndre Hopkins truly is. And it will have residual impact for the next four weeks based on what D-Hop just put down on tape right now. And because of that, the Cardinals will be better for it going forward. D-Hop gets my game ball. He had, since that Green Bay game last October 28th, that Thursday night game, which, by the way, if this is a thing the Cardinals do and their season just flips on Thursday night in October every year, I'm fine with that because now it's flipping in the right direction. Um, he had seven total catches since that Green Bay game. Okay. He had two against uh, yeah. the Bears like a month and a half later and then five against the Rams a couple, uh, eight days after that. That's it. Yes. Played two games at seven catches yes. in basically the last year. So, yeah, he, that's the first time he's looked like DeAndre Hopkins since before the Green Bay Thursday night game last year. Okay, All good. Right, your turn. Okay, I'm going to go with my second game ball here, uh, Eno Benjamin. Oh, there we go. Nice, Rick. There we are. How about it, everyone? we got a football here in studio. I'm going to go with Eno Benjamin. Yeah, Eno Benjamin. Um, here's a guy, 16 touches last night. Four receptions for 21 yards, of course. Not only that, Eno Benjamin had 12 carries for 92 yards. Eno Benjamin, every time he touched the ball, produced in a big-time way. 113 total yards. And not only that, too, how he did it. When we talk about force and playing with force, you need to watch Eno Benjamin and how he ran the ball. Whether he received the ball, caught it in the flat, or whether he was handed the ball in the back, it didn't matter. He was going to stoke it, and he was going to gain every inch he possibly could. And it was good to watch him run with that kind of desperation. So, you know, Benjamin... You, my friend, get a game ball. If you had a full team of Eno Benjamins and Buda Bakers, said this during the game last night, you would be unstoppable because Eno, and, and you go back to his, his college career, okay, 2017 at ASU, played a little bit. 2018 had a monster year, 1,642 yards, 16 touchdowns. That's the year everybody remembers, Wolf, because that was his breakout year. But I would argue 2019, when he had very little help, basically no help, and he, he barely got over 1,000 yards, 
that was the year he started to run like what we are seeing with this team because that was the first year, I'm guessing, in his football career that it was ever hard for him. And he had to go the extra mile because he was getting no help on that, on that offense. He's inspiring his teammates based on how he's playing. All right, you've set me up to give the game ball to the guy I've been waiting to give a game ball to this year, so I'm going to go with Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I mean, that's that interception, too. Yeah, the pick six, that's great. And that obviously uh, had, a, had played a big role in, in altering the game. But the way he just kind of reached out one arm, just grabbed that ball and just uh, that completely... That completely swung it, and it is what you've been saying. If you're Isaiah Simmons, go out there and make game-changing plays. Remember, he's the one that forced the fumble in overtime that Byron Murphy took back for a touchdown. He has directly made plays that have led to two of the Cardinals' three wins this season. Yeah, you know what? Um, thank you, Luke. I we are actually passing that. the ball are, back and forth, too, even though nobody ball. can Look tell. Look too. By the way, always cover the point, Rick. Always cover the point. You don't want to carry it like Christian McCaffrey yeah. with both arms no, on it? No, always. Okay. Well, that's how I used to run. The ball. Okay. You didn't, you didn't carry it like right. Kyler Murray, like yes. you're holding a drink. Um, <laughs> no, I did not okay. do that. Um, I also had Isaiah Simmons receiving a game ball as well um, for obvious reasons. Once again, Isaiah, I don't care where we line you up. Um, you can play corner. You can play edge. You can play safety. You can play weak side, inside linebacker. I don't care where we line you up. All I want to see from you, number nine, is making plays that change the outcome of games. And this is what we're seeing. There are big play guys, aren't there? I mean, you see guys that continue, whether they're offensive guys or defensive guys or in transition on special teams, that make big plays, and they do it routinely. Isaiah Simmons has definitely got that. Now, it's early in his career, but I think definitely you can say he's a playmaker. He makes big plays. Isaiah Simmons, he gets a game ball, too. Well, it's your turn for the next game ball. You just threw the ball to me. Now our offense is I, totally I, I just, yeah, but we, just, we okay, had the well, same guy. Then Marco least, Wilson. Well, yeah, but it was your turn. I would assume you're oh. going to go to Marco Wilson at some point. Oh, I see. You were going to let me do it. Well, yeah, because that's back. why I gave you the ball. Okay, okay there well, we go. Yeah, but I, okay, good. I've got the ball once again. Um, Marco Wilson. <laughs> Marco Wilson <laughs> gets a game say. ball as well. Marco Wilson gets a game ball. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Right. Um, he made an incredible play. Uh, I know everyone says, well, the receiver batted it into the air. I don't care. I don't care what the receiver did. The We're ball really going to be picky with how the Cardinals win games. That's now. right. The ball was in the air. And by the way, he had to be alert enough to say, hey, look. The pig is flying through the air when pigs fly, ladies and gentlemen. Literally, there's the pig. It's in the air. Marco said, give me that thing. Took that thing, ran down the sideline, and then did one of the coolest things. Hey, he gets a game ball just for the flip. I, I've ever seen. I, what kind of body control is that? He took off from like the four-yard line and landed in the, what, plus two? He looked like one of those guys that runs up the side of walls for All fun. Right, just for the flip. Marco gets the game ball. Right, we're running out of time. I got one more. Can I just do one more here before yes. we go to break? I'd like to give this game ball to Andy Dalton. We needed you so badly oh, to come back into our lives, and you so did. Sarcastic. And this is the fourth straight year Andy Dalton has helped the Cardinals out. That's not even sarcasm. That's sardonic. No, that's that's honesty. They needed, and Andy Dalton has not been bad this year for the Saints. They, if I understood right, he was playing last night just over Jameis. Like Jameis was not on the injury report by the end of the week. They just or by you know by Thursday, they just Andy Dalton. They liked what he was doing because he wasn't turning the ball over. 
over until last night. Yeah, he had one pick in three games. And then he had three picks in one and game. guess what? He played the Arizona Card. Wow! And Andy. You want this back? You have one more? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, well, then we're just going to take a break. All right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.